On this week's conversation episode, we are talking about five ways God uses your work every day to bring transformation. Let's get into it right now. This is the Your Faith at Work podcast, here to help you transform the way you live and work every day. I'm Ryan Howard, and each Monday I'll bring you a five-minute devotional message, and on Thursday you'll hear a conversation about things that matter and what's going on in the world. This podcast will challenge, inspire, and equip you to understand the times, stand for truth, and partner with God every day in your life and work. Visit yourfaithatwork.org to learn more and download your free gift. Well, hey, before we get into the podcast today, I want to invite you to get your phone out. If you don't already got it out, you're probably listening on your phone, but create a new text message and send a message to 33777 and just type the words faith at work, faith at work with spaces, the normal way you would do it. Your phone will probably autocorrect it. 33777, faith at work. Send that in. It's going to ask you for your email and your name, and then I'm going to send you a ebook, 21 Days to a New Workplace You, and that's going to help you bring a lot of the transformation that we're going to talk about in this episode. So get that phone out, send that text over, and get it in there, and you'll be on my email list. If you want the weekly emails, stay on there. I keep them short and concise and to the point, and if you don't want that, you can unsubscribe, no problem, but make sure you get that free ebook. All right, let's get into it. Now, what are five ways that God uses your work? Now, there's many ways that we can characterize how God uses work, but today I want to talk about five specific ways that we should be seeing our work because this is how God uses work to bring transformation. So let's get right into it. The first way is to shape and transform you. In other words, to disciple you. Uh, He brings about circumstances. He brings about things and changes that he wants to see in you to make you more like him, more like Christ. We see this all throughout uh, the scriptures, and uh, I've certainly seen this in my work. I'm sure you can imagine a way, something that you've been developed in, in your work, something that has come about that has either you've been developed or you've been forced to look at yourself in a certain way or forced to get rid of a way that you acted or to adjust how you interact with people to be more effective. That certainly has happened to me. One of the big things that I've seen is just needing the approval or, you know, liking the approval of other people or being a people pleaser, that sort of thing. I never realized I had that much of that until you work in a certain atmosphere and then it starts to kind of come to the surface. Well, God had used my work to show me that. And even though I knew to some degree, he showed me how deep it was and how it needed to come out. And he brought about circumstances to where I, it just came out on its own. Like, I mean, it just exploded coming out. I, I wasn't able to manage it anymore that way. So I had, he brought it out. And so then I could lead more effectively the way that he wanted me to, the way that God created me to. And so he brought about circumstances to bring that significant transformation in me. And he wants to do the same with you. You know, we have this process of pruning. You know, in uh, John fifteen two, it, it says, uh, every branch, Jesus is talking, he says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. See, these two things he's doing, he's taking away things that don't bear fruit, and he's even pruning things that do bear fruit. So that means that even the things in you that you do well, he wants to prune and strengthen. And now I'm gonna, we're going to get into kind of another way he uses work, which is about the purpose of work. But God uses it to shape and disciple you. And, you know, 
Ephesians 2.10 says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God is shaping us. God is transforming us. And he does that through daily circumstances, but it certainly includes our work. Imagine how much time you're spending in your workplace. Of course, he would want to uh, use that in that way. The second way is to shape and transform those around you. I'm sure you've uh, seen how the way you do something, the way you handle something can impact people around you. You, you, you uh, shape in uh, culture and environments as well. And so uh, there's been times where, you know, maybe you're coaching someone else or maybe how you are handling something. God uses it to reveal himself to someone else. It could be explicitly a spiritual aspect or it could be more of a, an aspect, like just a developmental aspect here uh, in the physical realm. And so those are ways that God uses our work to shape people around us. And we see again uh, in Scripture, you know, whether you see it as work or not, but when Paul was in prison with Silas and they were worshiping God, they were doing what they had to do in in the circumstances in which they found themselves. They were worshiping, and the jailer and his entire family ended up coming to know Christ because of how Paul and Silas were, what they were doing in prison. Another way that uh, God uses work, a third way, is to accomplish his will. We see uh, so much happening uh, around the world and in our lives, and things can get very complicated. But if you just look at uh, the story of Joseph, there, is so, there are so many principles with our work, if God give, can give you eyes to see, that are demonstrated through the story of Joseph. So Joseph, if you recall, was sold into slavery. He was then put into prison for being wrongly accused. But then one day he was put as second in command over the known world at the time in Egypt, second under only Pharaoh, only, only the throne he was second under. And the way God used him was to bring, there was a famine that was coming and God used him to interpret the dream to of Pharaoh to uh, show that the famine was coming and then to give him the strategy for to collect the grain and prepare for all these years of famine. And you know, what did that do? Well, this was a so-called a secular work. He's advising a secular, a government. You know, this wasn't a church he was advising. He was advising a king, this, uh, Pharaoh. And have you heard uh, the phrase, the lion of the tribe of Judah? That's Jesus. So the tribe of Judah you see, we have the, the 12 tribes of Israel, and Judah was Joseph's brother. And we know Jesus came, he was the descendant of Judah, not Joseph. But we needed that, uh, that line of Judah, the descent Judah needed to be sustained to live so that it could continue down the generations to Jesus where the, the prophesied Messiah would come to save us all and to die as a sacrifice for us. But in order to sustain that line, in order to keep Judah alive and and all of his descendants to come, there needed to be a resolution. There needed to be a solution to the famine. And so Joseph was there strategically getting all that together. And then Judah and all their families came to Egypt to survive the famine. And then we know from there, they ended up getting uh, everybody, all of Israel going into getting into slavery for hundreds of years and then coming out and we have the Exodus story and all that and eventually going into the promised land. But and, and the Messiah, Jesus, coming. But you see, God used the work of Joseph to bring about 
uh, and shape, uh, accomplish his will. Okay. And he is, he's shaping culture there. He's shaping the environment there. He is accomplishing God's will there. And of course, Joseph was transformed through that as well. So a fourth way that God uses work is, uh, to advance his kingdom. Now, one of the things, a lot of times we just hear this word kingdom and we know Jesus talked about a lot about the kingdom, but we just kind of maybe gloss over that word. And I, th- I think a lot of times we really, when we hear the word kingdom of God, we, we really think about community of God, but that's not the same thing. You know, what's, what's a community? It's just kind of like a group of people that think alike, you know, they want to maybe, maybe they just, it's proximity. Maybe they just live together or maybe they have some things in common or maybe they, uh, you know, work together a certain way. But when it comes to a kingdom, what's a kingdom? It's a government of a king. It's it's the governing influence of a king over a territory, uh, impacting all uh, all the person, all the people in there. The purpose uh, it's it's producing a culture, values, morals, a lifestyle. Uh, it reflects, and it all reflects the king's desires and coming through the the nature of uh, for his citizens. And so. Uh, a kingdom is made of a territory, a, a domain, you know, that is uh, governed by a king, and and that king has supreme authority. And so, if you think about the kingdom of heaven, you know, Jesus said, "Seek first the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is at hand." All these sorts of things. Th- this is the concept of a kingdom. We we must understand that and, and see it that way. So you can see all of those things I just mentioned. Those are things you can influence everywhere you go especially in your work and in your family, of course, as well, in your church and your studies and your, you know, whatever it is that you find yourself doing, you can influence all of those things. That's the kingdom of God. And so we are establishing and extending God's reign to include everything. Uh, you know, that's everything you do uh, from in your daily activities, you know, even in, in your vocation, whatever it is that you're doing. And in Romans, or I'm sorry, in Genesis 1.28, that talks about, that gives God's work instructions to Adam and Eve, where he said to subdue and have dominion over all the earth. You know, this is an invitation to exercise power, exercise rule, exercise authority over the earth. And now this needs to be done in Christ. We need to know Christ in order to do this God's way. We do God's will God's way. And believers, you see, you bring, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you bring his authority and his influence into the world around you uh, in everything you undertake. You see, so you are expanding God's kingdom everywhere you go. Or that's what we're called to do, to advance his kingdom. And the way you work, the excellent work you do, the integrity you work with, that decision you make, even when it's inconvenient, maybe for your career or in some other way, you see, God will use it. Did you did you know when Joseph was uh, in uh, when he was being wrongly accused he he wouldn't sleep with Potiphar's wife she wrongly accused him he got put into prison you see now someone not um, so clear on how they need to serve God with integrity may have said well I can't go to prison how am I how's God going to use me in prison I got to be out here so I can spread His kingdom you know well. God had a very specific plan for using Joseph in prison. And see, that's where we just need to focus on serving God, honoring God, uh, and he will do what he wants with us. And then that just highlights for us that 
Our work is not about us. Your work's not about you. It's about God, about his glory and his kingdom, expanding his kingdom, uh, advancing his kingdom, letting him transform us, letting him transform those around us, letting him transform culture and environments through us, and letting God accomplish his will through our work. And so the final way, the fifth way that I want to talk about today that Jesus uses our work, that God uses our work is to bring him glory. This is what God does everything for his glory. It's to display his glory, to show how um, how grand, how big, how awesome God is. And he works everything together for our good, you know, and to bring about his will. And so that's Romans 8:28 uses all things works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Well, if you're a believer and you know Christ, you are called according to God's purposes and God will use everything for your good. And so to bring God glory, so how you work, you know, letting all the previous four ones that I mentioned bring God glory. If they're all done God's way, we do righteous work. God has assignments and anointings, anointing for you in the specific work that you're doing. You know, there will be relationships that come about. There will be things that you learn, things that you, uh, uh, are asked to do things that you have to go get some key that to where you understand something or all of these things will work together to bring God glory. And it's not arbitrary. God does not waste anything. He, he has provision for you for everything that will come to you in your work. And he wants to use everything. He won't waste anything. So let's give a recap. We have all of these five ways. Now, again, there's other ways we can characterize these things, but these are five key ways is to shape and transform you. In other words, to disciple you. He will use your work to do that. He will shape and transform others around you. He will shape uh, culture and environments, all of these things that he will do. He will use, third, he will use it to accomplish his will. And he fourth, he will use your work to advance his kingdom. And he does that through dominion, territory, influence, and authority. And God has assigned you a territory uh, to influence for his kingdom. So we got to take that step. We got to take that territory for the glory of God. And that's the fifth one, to bring God glory. God uses your work to bring him glory. So take some time this week to reflect on each of these. Do you see it? Do you see this in your work? You know, God wants you to understand his ways in your work. And that's what this podcast is here is I want, I want to help you understand the ways of God in your work because your work is not just something that you do while you're not doing things that God cares about. Your work is a primary thing that God cares about and he wants to use that in all of these ways. And it's very important and significant. And so we need to really partner with God in our work every single day. And each one of these, we can go into a lot more detail, and we will be going into more detail in many of these in future podcasts because these are very important for us to understand. There's many, There are many nuances that if we don't understand, we can completely miss what God wants to do. And we can look past, you know, we can just see the difficulty of a circumstance and be frustrated with that rather than looking past that to see what is God, what is this for? What is God doing here? What, Lord, what does this mean for you and me? You know, we want to have eyes to see and ears to hear. And that's where we need to be partnering with God. And that's why I wanted you to get your phone out and text faith at work to 33777. And that will, you will right away, you will have in your hands that 21-day devotional that will help you create some of those habits to put you in a place 
where you can hear from God and partner with Him every single day in your work. So make sure to get your copy today and jumpstart your Faith at Work journey. Well, that'll do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and were blessed by it, and we'll take some time to reflect on these very important key aspects of your faith at work. God bless you, and we'll see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, and you can help us spread the word by giving us a five-star review and sharing it with your friends. Visit yourfaithatwork.org to learn more.